Hey, everybody, this is Eric with another episode of Aren't You a Little Short for a Podcast? This one is being recorded Sunday, February 18th, 2018. I apologize that I haven't gotten any of these out the last week. Um, I've tried to keep most of our, uh, at least our Patreon donors updated on what's going on. Um, as for the rest of you, I had a little bit of a, a family emergency. So we've got the main shows released for the week, but the microcasts have uh, kind of had to be postponed. But I am anxious to get back on the mic here. Um, for this episode, what we're going to do is just tackle a little bit of a, a listener question, listener feedback here. And uh, we'll get back into some more serious topics uh, next week. This comes in from Richard. Uh, he emailed this in. He says, I was wondering if you want to go into Legends versus the new canon, not on a quality or like-dislike standpoint, but I'd, I'd love to hear your opinion on two things. Number one, are there things you are glad to be rid of or wish they had kept, i.e. for me, Chewie's death, and the combination of one of Han and Leia's kids dying in a war, another one turning to the dark side, and a third one needing to kill the second one. All make me okay, if not totally happy, about getting rid of it. Number two, do you have any opinions or quotes about what we might still infer? This is something that came up in my mind when listening to the podcast about the Force Ghosts. The EU established long ago that there's a limit to how long they could stick around, but that may be broken now. Do lightsabers still work the same? Stuff like that. All right. So Richard, first of all, thank you for the questions. This is exactly the type of stuff I want to be tackling on this, uh, on this podcast. And, uh, I want you guys to keep it coming. So thank you very much for that, Richard. These are great questions. Now <laughs> I, I pointed out that they're great questions. Uh, I did not prepare anything in advance for this. I, I thought I'm, I'm really going to just try to wing this and get that kind of an emotional visceral response to this without sitting down and logically planning uh, an answer out. I, I think that this will be, I don't want to say a more honest answer, but maybe a, a more emotionally impactful answer. So things that I'm glad to be rid of or wish they kept. So that's kind of a, a two-parter there. I'm going to say um, things I'm glad they got rid of. Hmm. I think the more recent books in the expanded universe I can understand a lot of the complaints about them getting mired down a little in a little bit of galactic politics and, and stuff like that. I liked that though. I, I kind of liked everything going on across the universe. So that doesn't bother me that much. I'm glad that now the end of the new Jedi order is no longer around. I think that's a good thing. I liked that series. I'll, I'll get more involved in that in a minute here. Uh, but I did not like the changes at, at, that they did. Well, there's, yeah, there's some stuff that happened behind the scenes. It, it's been discussed a little bit already, but there were some changes in the direction of the story halfway through. And I don't like the end. I don't like what they did at the very end. Um, things I wish they would get rid of. Yeah. I never like, well, see, so there were different eras even within the expanded universe chronology. And I don't mean eras as in timelines, but eras in the, the production cycles and, and the type of storytelling it used to be early on. The trilogies were pretty good and the standalone books for the most part were horrible. I would love to get rid of almost all of those individual, uh, books. Um, I, I, I could list them all here, but, Man, some of them were just stinkers. The Crystal Star, 
Um, I didn't like the truce at Bakura. Um, I mean, I, like I said, I, I could go on and on, but I, I think there's a lot of the early stuff that just didn't work. The solo kids, I think early on were really used as a very trite, overused plot mechanism of, you know, the kids get kidnapped. They have to go rescue the kids. The kids get kidnapped again. They have to go rescue the kids. The kids run away and escape and go off on their own adventure and get in over their head and they have to go rescue the kids. Like they, they just became a story mechanism instead of characters. And, and that really bugged me, bugged a lot of people. So I'm glad that that's no longer a thing. Um, the, the way that some of the stuff was all over the place, I think that, um, you know, they, they throw in a love interest for Luke somehow. And then all of a sudden eh, that didn't really matter anymore. There'd be another love interest for Luke. No, we don't like that one. Let, let's do something else. And yet you know, we had Mara Jade and, and fortunately that stuck around and, and was really kind of a thing, but like there were, there were different things where different writers would throw in different things for different characters. And, and there didn't really seem to be the same level of cohesiveness that they have now. Now, to be fair to uh, the people who were handling the, the books uh, on the Lucasfilm side of, of the fence here, I, I want to point out that I've got a lot of respect for them. Um, they had a, a really rough job. Their job was so rough that today they have an entire story group to keep track of this sort of thing. And back then they didn't. And so the, the person or people at various different times who were responsible for handling that all respect to them. They had a daunting job and uh, they, they didn't have the same level of authority that the story group has now either. So that's something else to take in mind uh, to take into consideration. So uh, how do I want to put this? The, the various directions that things went in at different points of time and, and never really seemed to have much, much cohesion in the lives of these characters until later on in the expanded universe. I'm glad that, 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 uh, I'm, I'm not even sure really what to call it or how to describe it, but I'm, I'm glad that's gone. What else? Um, I don't know. I'm, I might come back to something else later on and keep in mind, a lot of the stuff I'm talking about here is the post return of the Jedi EU. Um, on a personal level, I liked some of the prequel era stuff, but I didn't get into it as much. Part of it was because a lot of it were individual one shots and I really wanted kind of the ongoing story that the post return of the Jedi, the new Jedi era was delivering. I mean, even if you finished up a trilogy, it led into the next trilogy and that tr trilogy led into the next trilogy. So it was a, a constant story going on. Something like Shatterpoint by Matthew Stover. Great book. Great book, but it was a standalone book. And then you're done. And so I really wanted to focus more on the ongoing story arc. So that's something actually that I miss from the EU and that we don't have right now with the new books. I, I kind of feel like we're all over the place with these these one shots again. And yeah, we had the, the life debt, uh, or the, um, what am I thinking? The aftermath trilogy, but it, it's not the same. I mean, we're getting books that jump around from the original trilogy era 
to, you know, the, the Poe Dameron comics that happened just before the force awakens to bloodlines to a new dawn. And there's not that ongoing storyline anymore. I really miss that. So as we move on to the next part of this question, that's something I wish they kept. Um, Oh, another thing I wish I'm, I'm glad they got rid of the, uh, dark side force user of the week. It seems every novel or every new trilogy had to have some kind of new dark side force user that, Oh, they've been hidden away all this time. Nobody knew they were there and they're there and now they're defeated. And then the next one, coincidentally, it was hidden around all this time too. And the next one was also hidden. You know, these dark side force users, <laughs> there sure are a lot of them. So that got kind of old. I'm glad they got rid of that. Uh, back to things that I'm glad that they did or wish that they kept. I'm glad that they finally made characters out of the solo kids. Uh, things that I wish they kept in, in the chronology, in the continuity and canon. See, this is where it gets tricky. I never cared for Anakin Solo. I liked Jason Solo after the New Jedi Order. I, I love what they did with taking this character and having him explore the gray side of the Force, if you will. And not just the gray side of the Force, but looking at, okay, well, if I'm looking at the Force and these other uh, races, these other planets and stuff, they have a, a totally different, I hesitate to say theology, um, because it's not about a deity, but you understand what I'm saying, right? So they have these different philosophical and theological looks at the force, um, like the night sisters. And, and uh, I, I forget some of the other races and doctrines that were mentioned, but Jason went and basically studied what equates to various different religions to kind of see where they overlap to find the true nature of what Jedi saw as the force. And I liked that exploration of those things. And I like where it brought him as a character too. He was um, enlightened in a different way than Luke ever was. And in a lot of ways, you could argue that on a philosophical level, he surpassed Luke, even though you can argue that he, on a moral level, did not. Uh, and it, it brought something new and interesting. And it made you ask questions. And it made you really explore what these things meant. And I love it when stories do that. They give you something beyond the plot. They give you something to really think about. So I loved what they did with Jason. Now, I'm glad they didn't keep Jason around for the new movies. It just from a business standpoint and a storytelling standpoint, where they needed to go with the movies, it didn't work. And I don't mean story-wise. I mean, as far as bringing audiences back into the theaters for Star Wars, there would be too much to explain to hang on to the solo kid's characters and it just would not have worked from a literary point of view. And, and so I forgive them for letting those characters go, but I, I would have liked to have seen Jason stick around. Um, and, and even though, you know, what happened between him and Jaina, but like, I, I wish they'd kept that in Canon. Jaina is another one. I loved the Jaina character and not just because she was a strong female character. And I am not apathetic toward her now because we have other characters filling the void and the vacuum of strong female female characters in Star Wars. But because Jaina was a character, Jaina was Jaina, and I liked Jaina. And I wish we still had Jaina. I liked what they did with her. I liked what they did with the Vong. I did not like 
the entire storyline. But I liked that they brought in this threat from outside of the galaxy. I loved that they took over the galaxy. They terraformed Coruscant. They killed off some major secondary characters. Uh, they, they got away from the Star Trek trope that Star Wars books were starting to fall into, which is the, uh, the episode of Star Trek starts. There's a big problem. The universe is coming to an end. They solve it by the end of the episode and they're done. And next week you have a new episode. And if you didn't see the previous weeks, it doesn't matter because there's no change. There's no lasting effect on the universe. And Star Wars was starting to get into that again with the whole uh, Dark Force user of the week and uh, the kids getting captured and then saved and then captured and then saved, etc. And it was falling into that trap, I think. And with the new Jedi Order, that was really where we started to see lasting changes to the universe as it went forward. Not just with the Star Wars, uh, no, I'm sorry, not just with the new Jedi Order series, but even after that. As we got new trilogies and new, I'm not sure what you'd call a nine book series, and I'm not going to look it up or pretend that I know what it is. But as, as we started to get into those, um, those changes still continued. I like that. That is exactly what I want to see. And I miss that. I really, really miss that. But back to the Vong specifically, I like the fact that they, they brought the universe to their knees, so to speak. And we had everybody being um, the underdogs again. I mean, when you go back to A New Hope, that is really the core of Star Wars. It's about hope. It, it's about being the underdog and, and, surviving and, and succeeding despite the odds. I mean, it's a constant theme in Star Wars, especially the original trilogy, uh, hope and the odds. And, and you hear that mentioned over and over again, and whether it be from Luke or going against the odds with Han and, and et cetera, that, that's, that's a thing. And so now we see that again with the Vong and it brought a, a new level of intensity to the Star Wars books. Again, the execution could have been a little better, but overall and, and conceptually, I liked it. Characters, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm over the moon that they brought Thrawn back. That was the number one thing. Number two for me is bringing back Corrin Horn. I doubt they're going to do it. That makes me sad. And I'm not saying that they're wrong. Keep in mind, I can feel sad about some of the decisions and yet still acknowledge that they're the correct decisions. Okay. And I think this is one of those things. I, I don't, I don't know whether it's good to bring Cornhorn back or not. I, I, I'm on the fence on that, but I want him back. One of my favorite star Wars characters ever. And when I say one of, I mean, there's so many characters in star Wars now between legends and the new stuff and, you know, the entire galaxy and all of the different eras, you know, my top 20, are the best Star Wars characters ever, right? There are so many to choose from. When I say that he's one of my favorite characters ever, I'm talking like in the top three to five. Um, and if you take some of the droids out, I'm talking, you know, top two to three. I would like to see him come back. I would also like to see some of the authors come back. I love that we're, we're bringing in some new authors and some of them have done really well, but some of them not so much. And dang it, I want Mike Stackpole back. Bring back Mike. 
Come on. If I have to start a hashtag, I'm going to do it. I'm warning you right now. And I will get at least two people to retweet that hashtag. I'm warning you. Seriously, though, we need to bring Mike Stackpole back. He had a, a unique talent in Star Wars writing, especially when it came to um, battles. He could describe a battle like nobody else has been able to since, especially a space battle. I miss that. We need to get that back again. Uh, let's see. Already running a little long here. Is there anything else? Um, I think those are probably the big things that I, I would like to see them bring back. Um, and, and the big things that I'm, I'm glad that we're rid of, uh, any opinions or quotes on what we might still infer? Hmm. I, I think that we're going to find that a lot of the things about the way the universe works is still brought over. And we've seen some of that already when it comes to, to the locations, the races, uh, the corporations. Um, you know, they didn't have to keep the manufacturers of the X-Wing and, and the TIE Fighters and stuff and, and all of that in canon. It was never mentioned in the films before. As, as some of it, I don't, I'm, I'm not a Clone Wars expert, okay? Some of it might have gotten mentioned at some point somewhere along the line. Uh, but that didn't have to be kept. And it has been, and I'm happy about that. I think that as much as we're able to keep the structure of the universe going, that's important. I think really the only thing that they needed to kind of wipe the slate clean on were some of the events and some of the characters in order to be able to maintain uh, canonical continuity going forward with the films. So a lot of the structural stuff with the universe, there's no reason to change. So I think that's going to stay the same. A lot of the stuff about how the force works I think they ran into a problem where they allowed some authors to come in and do things. Uh, and they put restrictions on the authors. I'm not saying they didn't. And they tried to to keep control of things. But I, I think there were some things that were done that now they might not want to still keep those things. Um, we've, we've seen some new things about uh, how lightsabers work, for example, with the crystals and, and things like that. We're going to see some small changes here and there. Um, I'm okay with that. Is there anything in particular that we're going to see brought up again? I, I don't think so. I think the stuff about the nature of the force, what we saw before were examples of things. Um, and I think we're going to see examples of new things and we already have in the last Jedi, but I don't think that we're necessarily going to have explanations for things with the force. If nothing else, I think the whole midichlorian uh, debacle, I, I think kind of killed that off. Um, I, again, I think it was way, way, way overdone. Uh, the fan response to, it. I, I think people blew it way out of proportion, but I think that it did demonstrate very clearly that people don't want scientific explanations for the more mystical aspects of the star Wars mythology. And I'm cool with that. I'm, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I just think the midichlorians didn't do to the story what a lot of people claimed it did, but th that's a whole different thing. I don't think we're going to get a lot of explanations about the force. Um, I mean, we've already seen some lightsaber stuff. I, I don't think that there's necessarily anything that we should infer that is going to still come over from Canon other than if there's a planet, an alien race, a technology, something like that, 
that was mentioned in Legends, I think it's safe to assume that that's going to continue. I think that anything prior to A New Hope, I think is safe to, con- to not really consider canon because it's not technically canon, but I, th- I think it's close enough. The Plagueis novel is the best example of this. I, I don't think they're ever going to stand up and say, listen, we hereby officially declare the Plagueis novel in canon. Because I think it's safer for them to just make that clear delineation with anything published after whatever, like 2012 or, or something, is canon. Um, and anything prior to that is not necessarily canon unless it's referenced in canon or brought into canon. I think it's just safer for them to draw that line in the sand and make it clear. I think it, it's more for clarity's sake than anything else. It keeps things simple for people who want to try to keep track of it. That being said, I feel that if you were to corner someone at Lucasfilm, one of the story group members and say, hey, come on, the, the Plagueis novel, right? They're going to nod their head and say, I am not allowed to tell you that, yes, that is effectively canonical. Okay, so I think that's the best example of this. But I think a lot of the stuff that came before New Hope, you can pretty much just consider it canon, even if it was EU. All right. Um, so I think you can infer most of that stuff. Uh, and again, it was recently said, was it Leland? I think it was Leland Chi who posted in Twitter that there are a lot more things to come as far as characters being brought into um, the, the current canon. So uh, what can you infer from that? Well, they could be minor characters. I, I don't know that they're going to be major characters. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we're going to see some things with the solo movie coming up to see how that's going to, to handle canon. Um, I, I like the idea of the Kessel run and, and it being so close to the Maw and him having to skirt kind of closer to the event horizon of the black hole in order to cut down on the distance, explaining the parsecs. I think that was a brilliant retcon that, that really fits into story really well. It fits Han's character. I, I think that was a beautiful way to handle that. I'd love to see that be what they do in the solo movie regarding the Kessel run. I don't imagine they're actually going to do it, which kind of confuses me because it seems like it seems like a really obvious way to go. Uh, but I think that we're going to run into situations like that a little bit. So I, I don't know. I, I'm going to I'm going to leave it. Right there. We're already at 23 minutes. We're running way, way longer than I wanted to. I wanted to try to keep these episodes down to about 10 minutes, but this is a great, a great topic. Um, and maybe we'll even throw this in Echo Base and we'll see what Tim and Lou think on this. But I want to know what you guys think of it, too. Uh, send us some feedback or discuss it in Discord. We have an, an ALSP, a little short for podcast uh, channel in Discord. If you're a donor, um, you can access that and and we can talk about it there as well. But otherwise, if you're not a donor, I don't want to exclude you. By all means, I want to include you. So let me know what you think. Send me an email. I, I want to to hear your opinions on this. Send it to a little short at randomchatter.com. And uh yeah, let, let me know what you think on that. Uh, send any other questions or comments you might have in. I'd love to hear those too. And I love the sort of thing where you guys ask questions and it, it gives me something to to talk about. I certainly don't have a shortage of topics, but I would prefer this sort of thing. I, I'm really, really all about engagement with the audience. So this is what I would prefer. This is my top priority for me. The list of topics I've got aside from that, that's the second priority. What you guys write in is first priority. So Again, a little short at randomchatter.com. I would love to hear from you. 
Also, don't forget to check out the other shows at randomchatter.com, especially Echo Base. Um, we kind of let it slip, and by we, I mean Lou, <clears throat> that we are going to be branding a sub-network at Random Chatter, a, a Star Wars sub-network. Under the Random Chatter umbrella, we're going to continue using a name we've used in the past, which is the Outer Rim Network. So uh, along with that, we've got some other Star Wars-related shows, uh, at least one, if not two, that'll be coming soon. One will be coming soon. One's going to be a little bit further down the road. Um, we, we've got a long list of, of future projects that we want to launch, but that's going to be like way future. Um, we do have one coming soon, though. And we really want to build up a, a Star Wars sub-branding here at Random Chatter. We, that's kind of home for us. You know, between the Force cast, um, even with my podcasting, I, I only did three or four episodes for Random Chatter before I went over to theforce.net back in 2005 and started doing podcasts for them. Star Wars is so much uh, a, a passion project for our staff members that we really wanted to be able to sub-brand um, some Star Wars shows here. And that way, when we go to Celebration and things like that, we can really push the Outer Rim Network as much as uh, Random Chatter and, and really give it something that's more relevant to that particular audience. So anyway, uh, keep an eye on that. We're going to have more on that soon. And I guess that's it for this episode. So until next time, take care. <laughs> 